Porter, congratulations. Fantastic season. Unbelievable performance in the tournament. And you've got to be delighted. Great stuff. Morning, Porter. Well, what's up, guys? Hey, I love you guys. I'm a Catholic kid from Chicago. You guys get me at 8 a.m. the morning after a, a championship? Come on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, like, I, I, told, I, I told Billy Barron, I said, for David and Molly, I'll, uh, 6 a.m., I'll do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Nobody's going to love you more, Porter. You know that. So that, thank you for, for getting up. And just, no, well, I, yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, I tell you, I'm just so happy for our guys, man. I tell you, the resiliency that they had just to keep going through, it's just this kind of a year of everything. And um, just all, to block out all the outside noise, I mean, I, I, amazing how tough, how tough we played and that those kids are. And uh, I'm just happy. It was one of the huge reasons why I stayed here. I just wanted to do it again, like keep getting back and sustain. There's something about sustained success that I think is awesome. And, and that's, that's just – I'm just happy for our guys, our program, the Loyola fans. Yeah, I think everybody is delighted for you and appreciates what you've done with this program. And, you know, I know everybody keeps saying it, but the depth of this team, the quality of this team, it, it seems like – you know, you can't help but have these comparisons to the team that went to the Final Four. Now you're you're going into the tournament here, and I would imagine you'd be a significantly higher seed than number 11, Porter. I don't know uh, how you feel about it, but I, I would be heartily disappointed uh, if the 20th team in the country going into your tournament, you take care of business, uh, and I know you, you're not following this stuff, but you, you completely dominated everybody in that tournament. I would hope that that uh, that will be reflected in your bid come uh, next week. Well, well, I think that's you know for for our guys, we went to St. Louis. Some people that were talking like there was this thing about not going to conference tournaments if you felt you were already in the tournament. Right. And I would have had a mutiny on my hands if I told our guys we weren't going to go compete in the tournament. And I loved it that we didn't leave it into the hands of fate with an at-large bid. And going into the tournament, all the experts had us at like an eight, nine line. Um, so you, you never know. But I can't, I've, I say to my players all the time, you got to control what we control. I can't, we control what we can control. We went and we won out, won the tournament. We're 24 and four. They look at efficiency ratings and all that, and quad one wins and quad two wins. And uh, we're number one in the nation in defensive efficiency. We're top 50 in the offense. There's only two or three programs in the country that are in the top 50 in both. It's like Gonzaga, Michigan, um, I think Baylor. Uh, so I, I, they look at that too. So we'll see where we land. And, uh, you know, we're just – we're ready to compete. Our guys are excited and, uh, and confident. Well, you're 2-2 two and two in, in quad one games, Porter, 4-2 and two in quad two games. And if the NCAA uses the evaluation tool, NCAA evaluation tool, right, the net, you're ranked 10th from what I can see through games – of uh, of Sunday, so if that is the case, then this conversation about an eight versus nine doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. The committee will look at that, and if they weigh metrics and they you've passed the eye test, I would think that you're going to be seated as high as you ever. It's going to be the challenge for you might be all right. You're not coming into this like it's 2018, and you're not Cinderella. You're you've been there before, and now you've got to deal with with those. Uh, realities of the team coming in wanting to knock you off because of who you are. 
No question. No question. I went after the final four year, I went to Boston and spent a day and a half, two days with Brad Stevens. And he was, we were just talking about like doing it again and, and the, the, the challenges of doing it again, of get, just getting back to the tournament. And he remembers it was one of the hardest things in his career. It was the second year after the final four was they, they were like 500. They had lost like seven out of eight. Their season was over and it just kind of turned. They won. They, they hit a game winner. Then they won like eight or nine in a row. And then they won the horizon league tournament. And then they went to the final four. And I have felt it here. It's but we, even though we've had 21 season, everything we've coming down to losing a game by an overtime last year to the tournament. So to get back to it is, but the one thing that we didn't do is we never once were like talking about getting to the final four. And that's what I'm going to be really careful with our guys about because everybody wants to make the comparisons. Everybody's like, oh, but our thing, that final four year, all we talked about was Miami the first game. Then all we talked about was Tennessee. And that's what we're going to do. We're not talking about anything farther than game one. We got it. We got it. Game one is our is what's right in front of us. And that's what we got to take care of. Uh, you probably don't want me bringing this up, but I was listening to your interview in the post game, and and you were asked about Cameron Crutwig, and you you know you talked you said some wonderful things about him, and then you said, and I'm quoting. I wrote it down. He has another one, but he doesn't want me talking about that right now. I'm assuming another one means another year because everybody's allowed well, to come back. <laughs> You know, I've been asked that question so much. So some teams, like in our league, has announced already that all their seniors are coming back. We intentionally have not had that conversation because there was such an urgency with our guys to win right now. And I think when you start talking, well, we, 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 we always got that another year if we want to come back. I think that takes your foot off. It gives you an out. It gives you an out. So we've never had that conversation, honest to God. But our whole team has the option of another year eligibility. Nobody has I – mean, and that's what's crazy. That is crazy. Um, I can't imagine how full-grown Crutley's mustache will be if we give him another year. <laughs> It'd be a beard too, Porter. It'll be before oh, a beard. Man. Oh, boy. He, he uh, looked like Billy Buckner. He looked like Billy Buckner in his day. <laughs> you um, got to use an old cup <laughs> reference. I love that. Look, <laughs> yesterday, Porter, watching – you know, Tate Hall goes for the ball. Gets it, knocks down two Drake guys, flips a pass to Clemens. It's a layup. It's a, and, and that to me, that is something that you know that that's the image that you want to take into the tournament. That is the way you want your team to play. And to me, when you talk about sustaining success, establishing a culture, yeah, all the stuff with crud is great, and all the stuff with all the way that you play. But that is set. That says Loyola basketball as much as any highlight you'll you'll show this season. David, you hit it right on the head. And what's really cool about the culture that we got going is I had so many former players like Dante Ingram, Ben Richardson, uh, Marcus Tuck, They were all texting and tweeting last night because to nauseam, I show them these, gut, these toughness clips. We have like this Hall of Fame of Loyola grit and toughness. And that was um, absolutely intentional um, because that's what we want to play. And last night, everyone's like, that's going on Coach Moser's uh, <laughs> highlight culture tape because that was incredible. He bowling balled two guys and then hit his head, like just knocked him out and then turned and had enough wherewithal to throw the pass up. And just a, just a toughness play. And that's what you got to have. I mean, you, if you're going to have a culture like that, it's got to be of toughness first. And Tate Hall, what, what a play. And I thought Drake was tough as nails too. I mean, that was a high-level physical game 
competing, both teams playing for the championship. I mean, I thought it was a high-level game of toughness plays. Yeah, it was a really entertaining game, um, and obviously the national audience, all that stuff helps. I'm curious, you know, Jacob Hudson let you yeah. led you in scoring in the first game, Porter. Um, now, here's a preferred walk-on. Now, he's a big lad, but he's knocking down threes. <laughs> Everybody was seemed to be enjoying it. You you really have amazing depth on this squad. So, and that's what's crazy is like we just Jacob had been coming on improving so much. He's played behind Crutwig all year. He and we've known he he can shoot it. That was one of the reasons why we we liked him. And uh, but he's big, and his improvement was so steady. And it's nothing against Tom Welsh. I absolutely love Tom Welsh. He has had we, we were we've won a championship because his ability off the bench. It's just the matchups that we got. We were always playing another big center, like Brody from Drake was very big. Um, the guys from Indiana State, the Philoist, the kid from Southern, and it just was a better matchup. We thought for a body in there because we didn't want to double the post, and uh, and that just shows you the character of Tom Welsh. He was the happiest guy in the world, and he didn't get minutes this time um, because Jacob got it. But that's that's what's also a part of having a great team is you know not having that guy complain and be there because he didn't get his minutes. Jacob Hudson was really a big key for us because he gave he gave great minutes every single game. And here's a kid who didn't play all year, but he's 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 going to be one of the future players of our of our program. He's six ten. He can shoot it. He plays against Crud every day. Um, he scores on Crud a lot. I mean, he's he went in there and got baskets every game, and I think he's going to be a great player for us in the future. So Porter, I know you're big on mindset, establishing a mentality for the entire tournament. So when you get your guys back together before you start preparing for you know that that big challenge, I don't know it's it probably will be before you know who you're going to play. Inevitably, look, I mean, the last time you were in 2018 was 2018. It was magical. You've heard about it all year. How do you find that, that, that balance between embracing that and using that experience to your advantage without letting complacency creep in? So guys think, well, we've been here before. We've done that. So, you know, we are Loyola. And, and you, you have to find a, a sweet spot to where you, you accept what, that, what comes with that responsibility almost. But but it's not it's a different team. You know, I'm 100% not worried about complacency. These guys, the way we're wired, um, you know, the, the mindset is going to be what's been now for several months is blocking everything out. Everybody wants to make comparisons, and just got to block it out. We're 2021. This is our team, and these guys are wired to create their own path. And I think our mindset this week is we're going to rest today, probably rest tomorrow, and then we're going to get better we got to get better for three or four days um, and maybe go into getting be, be the best shape of, of, of the year, get rested, fresh. Um, but that's our mindset. It's a new, it's a, it's blocking out the comparisons and everything. This is our, we're going to pave our own years, 2021, not 2018. But the good thing about it is we got some guys that did what were in 2018, Lucas Williamson and Crut, And they know that we talk so much about blocking everything out, our focus, our laser focus just on what we have to do. And, so they're gonna, they're they're not gonna be like, oh, we've been here before, no big deal. They're gonna be like, this is what we got to do, and that's what's really cool about our seniors, uh, Lucas and Crud, who've been there before. You know, um, it, it's obvious when when you went to the when you had started Clemens, when you went to the kind of two point guard offense, if you will, with uh, Braden Norris, who was fantastic yesterday. By the yeah, way, yeah. God, he was knocking down shots. It was fun to watch, but yeah. but that. Porter, you know, you've got this kind of 
veteran guard leadership. You got you can work the ball inside. You've got better wing play maybe than you've had. We haven't talked about Uguak, his defensive ability. It just seems like the balance to what you're doing has improved as the season has gone on. Well, I think the whole mindset of development, we're a program of development. I mean, when guys come in here, we're constantly the skill development, the, the extra time in the gym. That's a big part of who we are. Like, let's, let's get better. And those guys have got – Uguak's improvement has been unbelievable. Right. Um, a little story about Norris. So this was our third game in three days. We were kind of mindful of minutes, like trying to get guys minutes, some rest. And I know Drake didn't have a first game, so Drake only had played one game. So we were, like, mindful of that. So Norris is playing his butt off. And, I'm like, he wouldn't let me take him out. I'm like, the B, you need a minute? He's like, no, no. I go, B, I'm going to get you a minute. He's like, no. No, he was I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> I mean, he was tough as nails. He didn't want to come out. He played like 40 minutes hard as heck. I mean, it's one thing to play 40 and you're kind of pacing yourself. He played hard the whole time. And in reference to Clemens, you know, that's another thing. I think we talked about it before on your show is how I sat the guys down and said we had seven starters. And sometimes that's hard to do is, is to take a guy like Tate Hall out of the lineup who was all league the year before. But when there's trust in your team, I mean, just sit in communication. I mean, sat down Tate. I said, Tate, I got total confidence in you. We're just going to do this because I think Keith plays better starting. And it, it works because a guy of character like Tate who accepted it, accepted his role, and didn't make it bigger than himself. You know, he, it was about the team. And, man, Tate Hall was huge last night. He had a big shot. And that's when you feel like your locker room's in the right place, when you can take a guy out of the lineup, put a guy in, and, and, and not have it, the drama of it. And that's what was really great about Tate doing that. Great stuff, Porter. Porter, really appreciate it. It was, uh, it was hilarious in the post game. They, they were doing the, they were talking about it and, and uh, they said uh, that, that the most important thing now is to vaccinate sister Jean, which was nice to give her a nod. She's still there. She's still uh, uh, doing some zooming before it, but uh, what, what a glorious uh, season you've had. And we're really looking forward to, to finding out who you're going to play. Thanks. Yeah. Time. We're glad you stayed. <laughs> oh, no, no problem. And Sister Jean, trust me, Sister Jean, I remember she texted me. She's like, all right, good job. We're going back. She she definitely wanted to go back, and she was putting it on me. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we're doing it for her. She texted was, uh, you. That's awesome. Oh, oh she t- emails me after every game. I mean, we won. We won. We won one early in the year, and she, she emailed me. Great win. A little close, but that's okay. Get the next one. I'm like, okay. Okay, sister. <laughs> She's a little close. I'm like, I'll take a close win. Yeah. She's the absolute best. She's the absolute best. You are Porter. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Porter. All right, man. See you.